Welcome to the Earthian Podcast, where I explore the everyday stories, emotions, and realities that make up the human experience as we know it on Earth. Today's guest lives in San Francisco, California. He's an industrial designer, an artist, and an overall thoughtful human being. In this conversation, we talk about perfectionism. We talk about the high highs and the low lows that come with the pursuit of the spark. And we talk about questions, the questioning of decisions, the questioning of achievement, and the questioning of purpose. This is my conversation with Aaron Cisneros. interesting because it's like an anonymous anonymous podcast but like you're you're getting the pillars of like who you are mm-hmm. um well i guess i'll just say my name like i'm aaron cisneros um living in the bay area and working here usually say like oh i'm from the bay area but it's because a lot of my family's here like i grew up here um but a lot of people are kind of expats, but like, that's kind of like part of my identity when I introduce myself to people. Um, and then what was another, what do I do? And then, um, and then what I do, uh, by trade, I'm like an industrial designer. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of what I do for work. Okay. How do you describe yourself? Your personality, um, like what is your quote-unquote essence it's interesting like i i don't i don't know what my essence is i'm a very it's weird because i'm a very engaged person like i like i'm almost ocd on things like i get very obsessive on things like when i lock in i'm very kind of locked in Mm -hmm. into what i'm doing but I can also be like pretty exploratory. Like on one moment I'll be just, that's all, that's my life. That's like what I'm breathing. Mm. But then on the other moment, it's like, Oh, this is new exploratory thing. It's like, this is what I'm exploring next. So it's like this kind of duality between hyper focus and kind of a spaciousness of like, Oh, I'm looking here. I'm looking there. And then hyper focus again. Yeah. So what the, what uh, is the delineating thing between the two? Like, what makes you super focused on one thing and what makes you exploratory in another? What is it? Like, what's the last thing that you, you've been super focused on? Well, I think, like, in my work, I, like, get super focused on things. Like, I, but, like, I also chose a field where that's the thing that I love. I, like, love making things. I love kind of figuring out like these physical problems like I love creating so I get super focused on work a lot and work is like a big part of my life and I get super locked into that Mm -hmm. but I don't know if there's like a specific tick that like brings me over the edge to engage in that I don't, I don't know if there's like a really specific tick. I'm sure that there is. I think it's more of me. It's like that spark, you know? Right. It's like people talk about the spark of like, 
you know it when you know it. It's like people talk about this when you're like, oh, you get married. It's like, when you know, you know. <laughs> it's like this vague thing. But it's like when I latch onto something, it's like, it's all my experience past. It's like, oh, this is something that you're going to be interested in. Mm. And then it's, it's like that spark. It's hard to describe, yeah. right? It's easy to describe as a spark because that's what people and kind of like people kind of perceive. It's like, oh, we're familiar with this idea of the it goes because there's been so much kind of like rhetoric and speech around that spark. Yeah. But when you come to like explain it, is it, it's like you you want to explain it better, but that's like it's so easy to like just fall. It's like yeah, it's the spark. Yeah. I mean, it just it's, makes it's so like, much sense when you're explaining it. Yeah. But when you don't get it, it's just like okay this fucking guy with his vaporous phrase is like <laughs> i don't give a shit what he's saying yeah you know it's like writers how they they talk about the muse and that's like the inspiration for starting to write it's it's yeah. almost like that in a way it's just a natural feeling that you get yeah yeah hmm. isn't that, i forgot if it was the muse or if it was like it might have been inspiration. Maybe it was inspiration, but like, it was essentially the roots were it was a divine, divine intervention. Yeah. And there was a point in my life where I thought that like, divine intervention is bullshit. Like that's stupid. It's like, you work so hard, and especially being in a creative field and like being in a point of creative field where you're not just like, toying with the idea you're like that's fucking bullshit it's like i've worked my ass off Mm -hmm. you go back to like oh all my other friends were fucking off doing whatever and i went to sleep at 3 a.m and then woke up at 6 to work on the same problem for three weeks in a row and i want to fucking die because i feel so bad (laughs) <laughs> but this is all I've been thinking about. I've been dreaming about this thing. And then it's like, oh, the spark. Yeah. You know? But, like, you've been putting in so much work to, like, get there. Yeah, I mean, you have to... It's like... You can never get the spark if you never sit down and do the work. Yeah. So, you're never going to get inspired to, for example, what you do. Like, design a product. Design a physical product. Mm-hmm. Unless you sit down and think about it. Yeah. And then the spark comes once you start doing the work. Mm-hmm. But if you never do that, then maybe once in a lifetime you have a great idea, but yeah, it comes once in a lifetime and not as and, often as you need it to. And when that idea comes, you're not in the throes of like processing that, building that, where it's like, even though that, that spark mm. may have came, what do you do after that? You know, you don't have practice in like following these false sparks right right what happens when you don't get the spark and you're in the middle of a project and you need that spark to come what do you do then it's hard like i think do you put out mediocre work i think if you're really in the throes of things you put whatever it is on the line to get that spark it's kind of like a drug like Mm -hmm. it's kind of addicting like going going through work and having that gratification of like i grinded this 
and then I figured out this out. It's like wow, it's like fucking kumbaya, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's another level of it's another level of that weight being lifted off your shoulders that it's hard to beat. And that late kind of kumbaya moment, it happens later and later sometimes. And it pushes your idea of like, even though it's like, I've gone to the point where I've had 15 minutes to something and I'm like, I don't have anything. And like, I I feel like I've worked my whole life to, to this point and I've just failed. Right. But I've gotten it. But that's a dangerous way of being. So so you're where, saying like, I've 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 been to the point where like I've been to the point where I have I've worked all the way to fifteen minutes before and I'm like, Oh, this is how I phrase it, this is how it works. Right. But like I'm still young in my career and it's like I've just recently came to some points where I'm like, fuck. I my my presentation's in two minutes and I didn't get it. That's a hard thing to deal with. So how do you deal with it? I don't know. I think you you compensate in all the ways that you can. Like, I've tried to, like, self-medicate on things. Where I've tried to achieve this goal through medication that wasn't even prescribed by... It was like, oh, like... Mm-hmm. I've tried... I was like, oh, I'm going to smoke, so I'm going to relax, and I'm going to get this. It's like, doesn't work. I'm going to stay up to this point. I'm going to get a little bit of sleep, and then I'm going to have caffeine. Oh, that doesn't work. And it can turn into this cycle where, although it is a rewarding thing, where you're working towards your goals and you're achieving these awesome things, it can become dangerous. But that's also part of it that you love. That's the excitement. That's the excitement, yeah, the you know? Rush, it's okay. the po- possible danger. Right. Where I feel like I have control of that danger at times. But there's also times where I see, what if this has become me in this cycle that I've happening of like, it's like the boom-bust cycle. Is this, is this me... based on this kind of practice I've done of like this routine and these kind of drugs or this medic, whatever it is. Does that become me or like, am I like, am I going to fall off or is this just like a momentary step in me really becoming like my full potential? Right. And I think, think? what do you think? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I think that it's a fine line of you going one way or the other. Of even me going one way or the other, you know? It's a fine line. And I've had family members that have come out of that line where it's like, oh, they're dead. And they, like, were just doing, like, they're going down their their own road. Mm -hmm. And, like, they turned to certain like drugs or whatever and like they're not here anymore Hmm. but like i've also had family that has just gone like high like high amounts of success not necessarily going the same pattern of like that i have 
but you're within that you're within that line of like am i going to go down this path or am i going to go down this path are the decisions that i'm making is is that fall is that bringing me that way it's like it's hard you you can't you can't know no and you try to make the right decisions to bring you to that point but it's always a fine line it's it's the whole icarus dilemma are you flying too close to the sun are you just flying close enough to get a nice tan <laughs> you know <laughs> hmm. that's interesting knowing you for the last six years it's been some damn it's, bro. Been, it's been some pretty that's um, wild. these are some important years especially yeah. for you like coming up in your early 20s yeah formative years yeah definitely i've seen you go through a lot of stuff one thing that I notice mm-hmm. when I watch you is that you have a hard time stopping. Yeah. Like, stopping in the middle of a project. You have to get things just right. Yeah. You're a perfectionist. Where does that come from? Hmm. think i think it comes from a couple areas i think in a kind of like a low frequency way of like it affects me somewhat i think it's like my culture growing up saying like i'm partially japanese it's like that's kind of built into the culture of like oh like asian perfectionism and this idea also like my mom is like pretty like tidy like neat in this way but i think that the main point of perfectionism comes personally of me growing up in an arena of I wasn't necessarily like upper I wasn't upper middle class my mom was a kindergarten teacher who retired when I was born and my dad was a police officer at a college like a college campus mm. And, like, we weren't super well off, but my parents did, like, the best that we could. And, like, they strategized enough where I was in an upper-middle-class school environment. And going from that all my life and doing, all right, I was doing well in, like, school and whatever all my life to going into a field that was, like, a creative field that wasn't seen as, like, type A success. I wasn't going into these like type A categories of success. Right. Where like all of my friends, all these people in like my life growing up, I was like, oh, I need to be this successful because like I need to show them coming from this background, I need to do this. Mm. But I knew that my passion was in like the creative field. So it's like, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it the best that I fucking can and I'm going to tell everyone else to fuck off because I'm doing it so well. Mm. And I did that at a point in my life where it was like, it was a developmental point, right? Like I graduated high school. I went straight to straight to art school and I was like, I'm going to do this the best that I can. And I didn't do anything else. I was, it was just me going full force in that where 
I was like, I've put so much in my life, I can't turn back now. And if like I do something half-ass, I feel like I wasted those past one year. I feel like I wasted that past two years. I feel like I wasted that past three years or four years. Mm. If I just fuck off and like, it's okay. It's like, it needs to be the best because I know I'm doing this thing that isn't as fruitful or whatever and doesn't live up to that same expectation that I was kind of like growing up within. Right. You know? It's like a subpar, like in quotation marks, it's like a sub, sub career of like, oh, that's great for you. You're doing creative things. Yeah. But it's like, oh, it's everything that these people perceive as fun. You know, it's like, oh, it's fun. It's like you're doing, you're doing you, you're being creative. Like, that's yeah. great for you. You're coloring. Yeah, it's like. Coloring books. Yeah, and, it's like, yeah. I'm going to call you f- under the fucking table, bitch. <laughs> you know, it's like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. Right. <laughs> and that leads to like moments of like these, it's kind of like I was talking earlier. It was like, it leads to these moments of like, these Icarus moments where you're going to the full extent to achieve that. And sometimes you get burned. Yeah. So, have you gotten burned? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that I'm coming to that now a little bit. Hmm. I think that after I graduated school, after I got, like, the job with the people that I, like, admired, I'm doing the thing that I want to do. Like, there's moments where it's just like, oh, I know I can do better, but, like, I haven't. And I haven't being able to do that and that's also not only butting heads against like itself within my career but it's like also it's like i have like a very kind of fruitful relationship where like it's the point like this isn't your whole life you know mm-hmm. like this is your th- this is your life and this has been your life for so long but also like we're on we're on this little rock it feels like a long time but it's really not you know and you have these other people and these other groups that are so important to you that like you gotta let your ego go a little bit you know and you can appreciate and enjoy those like full strides in your life but you gotta find that balance. Yeah. I went through the same stuff, like pretty much since I was in middle school, trying to prove myself. Yeah. Especially being like the other in mm-hmm. a community of the majority. Yeah. Um, I, I used like my anger to keep mm-hmm. pushing and pushing and pushing through. And eventually, I think it took I mean, it took finding someone that made me look at things outside of just proving people wrong. Yeah. But also, um, having to look or having to confront my mortality a couple times. Mm-hmm. And then using that perspective of looking at like, oh, I could have died. And then knowing that, oh, we can die yeah. at any time. And then reflecting back from that mm-hmm. and then thinking about what would be important. What would be important once I actually do die? Yeah. What do I want to proliferate in the world once I die? Mm-hmm. 
and it would not include a very small part of it would be work. Yeah. Most of it includes people, right? Yeah. Is that something that you've you've come to confront or how did you get that perspective? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, the come to the come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and growing up in the states, it's like it's the come to Jesus moment, you know. It's yeah. like what matters to you. And I have had those like, oh, I've kind of like confronted my mortality before. It was like, there was a time in school where I stayed up for three, I think it was three, maybe four. I stayed up for three days straight. I maybe took like a couple of 10 minute, 15 minute naps. But I, I stayed up for like three days straight to finish a project. So I could go to one show, like one concert with my friends that I haven't seen in Maybe like eight months. These are my best friends. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I'm going to one show, but it's like, this is not even like a midterm. This is not a final. This is like a check-in. And it's like, I know I have this on Thursday. I'm going to finish. I'm going to get to the point where I'm comfortable. And I stay up for like three days. And I like did that after the concert. I like drove home. I fell asleep at the wheel and I like drove off a hill. And I was like, Fuck, man. It was a project. I almost died. For that project. For that project, essentially, right? It's yeah. like... I didn't hang out with my friends. I just like It wasn't because I wanted to hang out with my friends. It's like, I died because I stayed up three days to get to an okay part in this not even, like, consequential review of a project of a second-level fucking college class. Yep. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> But when you're going through it, it feels like the most important thing yeah, in the world. Yeah, it feels like the most important thing in the world. And I think it is value in that. I think it was a powerful thing to like feel that. Yeah. But I think it's also a powerful thing to realize that that just as that can be as powerful, it's the same amount insignificant in the like grand scope of things. Yeah. Like you can you can have this big impact on your on your own life and also on others in those like really intense moments. But just as important that as that is, it's not important. You need to let learn to let go of that sometimes. And I think I've also like getting back to the the initial question. It's like coming to those moments of like, this, this isn't everything. This isn't, everything I've also come to moments where like oh this is everything I put put like moments where like I've been underperforming in what I'm doing and I'm like this is everything I put so much so the whole lost cost not I wouldn't say it's necessarily like the lost cost of like lost cost fallacy of like oh like I put this much money but it's like I love this thing and I put so much of my life into this thing and it's I want to love that thing that much again why do these other like analogous Mm. things that like are super important to you and like make you so happy it makes you question those things sometimes you know yeah sorry if I like want to off a little bit on that no 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 That's, that's perfect Okay, so I asked you to, to think about how you would divide your life into chapters. 
Yeah. And you gave me five chapters mm-hmm. and the titles. So yeah. I'll read them first and then we can go over them one at a time. We might not get through all of them. Who knows? We'll just go with no, the okay. could you Could you read through all five and then yep. go, we'll go one at a time? Yep. So chapter one is Summer. Yeah. Chapter two, Racing with Blinders. Yeah. Chapter three, Crash to the Finish Line. Chapter four, Refined the Stride. And then chapter five, Smelling the Flowers. Yeah. So chapter one, Summer. What What is that? Why did you name it Summer? So in my life... There's this summer that me and my friends, like, me, the, I call them, the, the, it's the boys. Like, me and the boys, like, it was kind of like the last hurrah of, like, me just doing whatever. I was, like, I was very young. How old were you? I'm not sure. I think I was in, like, 19 or something. Hmm. Or maybe it was, like, a little I don't know if it was, like, after the, my first year of CCA or if it was, like, right before my... First year of CCA. Um, but, like, we just fucking... Every day, we're just hanging out, doing stupid shit, texting girls, doing whatever. And it was, like... That was kind of, like, the last summer of... Oh, like, life is great. Like, we're gonna hang out. We're gonna smoke hookah. And it was, like... So much of my life was of, like... that. It was, like... I went to sports practice. I hung out with my friends. I, you know, like, even when I was little, it was just like, I was having a great life. And I was just doing, I was just like free. I was just like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I didn't have like a focus necessarily. I was just like being energetic and doing things, mm. you know? So, what is that? What did that summer and, mean to you? I think that that summer was essentially the capstone on not necessarily that way of being but it was the capstone of me not necessarily having the focus of like design Mm. and like it's almost like being a kid and like not being a kid anymore it's like I knew the I had these like creative exploratory tendencies in me and the summer was like, it's like my rumspringer. It was just like, we were fucking around. We were mm-hmm. just doing whatever the fuck we wanted. We're hanging out. We're doing, like, we're just doing whatever. And even to this day, we hang out. It's like, oh, it was the summer. We're like, oh, it's like <laughs> chill. You know? Right. But it's like, after that, we all kind of started growing up. And it's like, not to the point where it was like, oh, we need to get our shit together. But it was... Okay, it was more of like a kind of like catharsis summer of like, oh, like this is healthy. It's like, oh, like we're all kind of exploring new things. Right. You know, like we didn't see it at the time, but it was kind of like our big send off for mm-hmm. the boys. We also hang out all the time because all of us are close. But it was like the big like send off, like in retrospect, I think. Right. So chapter two is racing with blinders. What is that about? So this is when I really like sit down in like school and like ID this is kind of what we were talking about earlier where it was just like I'm doing this if I'm not doing like if I'm not doing this 100% I'm fucking up Mm. I can't see family even even though my family did so much for me to like get me through this it was just like I'm gonna make a fucking awesome deliverable I'm gonna stay up three nights a week four nights a week 
and I'm going to fucking kill it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And it's like, we all sleep when we're fucking dead. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to fucking get first. And I'm going to, I'm going. Right. You know. Not looking to the left or the right, just looking straight ahead. No, just straight ahead. It's like, I know I want to be this, and I know I want to be the best. And I was looking at the famous people in, our, in the industry. I was looking at, like, the most successful people in, like, the class. I was looking at, like, the older people. It's like, how can I outperform this? How can I do this? Mm. It was like, oh, these other things, like, exercise, distraction. I was going from a point where I was going to the gym, like... Six times, like six times a week, like sometimes twice a week. I was like in really good shape. I did three sports year round. I was like, "Fuck exercise. That's an extra hour and a half, where I can be designing something or I can be doing something, and that's a waste of time." It's like I don't care about anything else. It's like girls. It's like that's too much time. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm gonna hang out with my friends in three weeks. I'll, like, go talk to some girl at their college. Whatever. I don't care. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to work. I just didn't care what, like, how, like, what was, what effects it was taking on my, like, psyche and my health. Mm Mm-hmm. And... How was it affecting your health and your psyche? Obviously, it wasn't good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it wasn't good, but it's, like, I was, like, coming, I'm, like, just coming to terms with it now, right? And it's like, not sleeping three to four times a, a week, pulling all nights three or four times a week, that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Eating to like compensate for sleep, that's not healthy. Drinking like cold, drinking cold brew concentrate <laughs> because regular coffee doesn't have enough caffeine, that's not healthy, you know? But you don't care that it's not healthy when you're in that state. You're like, ooh, I'm going to fucking do this. And then when you get to that deliverable, when you get to that moment where you're like, this is what I've been grinding on. And and you just get a, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's good. The amount of good that you feel in that moment negates all of the weight that you gain, all of the, like fucking exhaustion that you felt you're like it's like someone has lifted a thousand pounds off of your shoulder and you're just like oh fuck (laughs) yeah i mean it's in a way such a relief it's it's pleasurable because it's it's like the greatest form of self-discipline yeah you made yourself inhuman basically for three or four days a week by not sleeping and grinding and pushing through. Most people in the world don't do that kind yeah. of thing. And you feel like you're in a special class. Yeah. Like, just as, like, you're, you're, you're horse racing, and it's like, you're in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. You win, you're in there forever, you lose, no one gives a shit. Right, right. And it's like, once you get that victory, it's just, it's just such a big, not really, like, c- catharsis of, like, Oh, like all that pain and that angst and that like stress that I've had for this t- week, just this is gone, mm-hmm. and it's just followed by this huge high of like, I have overcome this challenge, I have risen above, and I've gotten recognition of people 
above my peer group. So, you're racing with blinders. How does that lead to chapter three? Crash to the finish line. Just is how you kind of reach for and grind for those highs. You don't see yourself pulling your muscles. You don't see yourself... If you... If, if something, like, comes and, like, nicks your shoulder, you have so much adrenaline, you're just going. Mm-hmm. And this happened, like, about... In my, like, la- in my last year of school, I I talked to everybody. I, I was just, like, really outgoing. I was a really outgoing person. Yeah. And I was all about social interaction. I was all about partying. I was, like, all about going, doing these things. And then for four years of just like working, 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 not sleeping, not sleeping, working, taking every single inflection of a sentence that a professor gave and like trying to break that down. Damn. Yeah. For four years and how that relates to my other peers who are at different levels of what I am. It's like both better and worse. Four years of that, I was breaking my like psyche down and my just like rigor of being able to do things and I got to the point where I couldn't do anything when was this I think like two three years ago yeah I think it was like third like end of third sometimes fourth year where it's like looking back on my ideas that I had then I was like oh these are great ideas like for a student these are amazing ideas and I should have just gone with it but I was like, it's not perfect. It's not the best. It's not, like someone's thought about this in some random paper. Like I was second guessing myself so much that it came to the point where like I almost failed at the thing that I was working so hard for because I was striving so acutely for perfection. And it came to the point where I just couldn't I couldn't handle the load that I built up for myself and I just crashed. I, I, I finished, I got over, I like, I got over the finish line, you know, but I was a shell of a person Mm. at that point. Like I'm, I think I'm still probably recovering from that being a shell of a person. What is moments where I was like, I don't, it's like, oh, my friends are all doing these things. I'm not doing whatever. Mm. And it's like, I still didn't get to that, like... It's like I didn't get to that fucking snap, that, like, spark. Right. And that high that I was achieving for. And Mm. it's hard to get to that point after you grind yourself down so hard. It's like you have a tolerance to this drug. And it's like anything short of a fucking Emmy is like a failure. And that was hard. And that was a hard period of like, I was the fucking top dog. And now I'm just, I'm just there. I remember this. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a period where and we're all going through this yeah. at this time. I think I think all of us thought that we were all alone in our struggle, mm. that we all were questioning ourselves alone and we were the only ones doing it. But yeah. I remember going through this. And I remember you 
asked me for advice or something about a design. Yeah. And I'm here thinking like, fuck do I know? What do I know? <laughs> I can't give you any advice better than you can come up with, but I could just tell that you had reached that point, like a l- very low point that you questioned every decision that you made in terms of design. Yeah. How did you get through that? I think it was all of the rigor and blast that I learned throughout my early struggles. That's kind of shitty. Like me saying that now, I feel that that's kind of shitty of like, it was the rigor of me grinding throughout those early years that helped me get through that of like, oh, I can do this. It's like, I can get there. But so what was that? What was that thing that like, what? What did you tell yourself? What did you do to build yourself back up from that shell of yourself? How did you work through that? Well, the thing is, I don't know if I'm fully up Mm. to the same level yet. I think that I very periodically, like, I have questions, like, am I at that same level of, like, am I at the same level again? And it's hard to get up to that point, you know? Especially when you're trying to kind of fill in the cracks and have these band-aids on solutions it's hard to get over there and i'm think i'm still working through slowly of how to like carefully mend these like cracks to get get back there yeah but i don't don't know if i'm fully there yet Hmm. i i don't think that i'm fully there yet i don't know if that's like my ego saying that like there's more to come or if me just or if i'm just trying to be conscious of like my state hmm. right it's hard yeah have you made any progress i think so yeah i think i've tried to be mindful of my decisions and take steps in things that i think that i should make I've been trying to be healthier. I've been trying to find a bit better balance in things. And it's like more of an awareness of the fact that this isn't everything. Or still learning. We're yeah. Yeah. Like we're still learning. We're still here for the show. Yeah. And like being aware of that in hard times that has kind of helped me through it of like you're in the wave of you're in the wave of things you'll experience highs and you'll experience lows you know and those lows that you experience can make those those highs just that much better right so accepting accepting that you're going to experience the lows yeah and and just be okay with it as you go through it and, and, and know that there's this, the sun is coming up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Knowing that the sun is coming up, and then also uh, like, also the others like experience this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I a good thing is like being able to talk to other people. Even even this conversation, right? It's like knowing that like other like you're not you're not here by yourself. Like everyone's fucking struggling. Yep you know and 
I think that your individual struggle, I think that that matters to the utmost. Like, that's su of such importance. But what's of the same importance is that other people are there with you and then you can help those people get to that that high with not, not let me rephrase that that's like a i i like feel bad it's like phrasing things of like a high and like a low uh -huh. but there's other people like you j have just as much power to help bring those people up with you and it's kind of like the whole rising tide it's like you can help other people and you helping other people can almost like help yourself. Right. Which is great. Ah, that last, like that last like stream of consciousness, like that was like not good. No, that was great. Man. I like, I like, tri <laughs> I like tripped up on my like words. I like a good stream going and it's fucked. <laughs> you know, like I was just like, oh, uh, and then I like remember this like little weird proverb and I just it fucked my <laughs> stream of consciousness. No, that's great, man. I think I think it's important to be honest and be vulnerable yeah. and let people know that you are going through stuff because mm -hmm. everyone is going through stuff. Yeah. And the the more that you know that everyone else is going through the same shit as you, you're going to be stronger for that because you're like, oh, this is not just me. Everyone yeah. goes through this. And you see examples of people who are strong regardless of the, the pain and struggle that they've been through. So yeah. it is important to share. Well, I don't even know if it's the same struggles that you're going through. Mm. But it's a struggle. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that as you experience life, right, everyone has struggle. It's like this whole fucking first world problem stupid shit. It's like, yeah, it's like a first world problem, but like that suffering... That's suffering. Like that's that's human suffering. That's animal. That's like that's suffering. You don't have another like gauge to put that within. It's like yeah, there's other types of suffering that fucking suck. It's just shitty. Like you don't. Like, me or you would not want to go through that. No. And I we probably couldn't handle going through that without cracking. Right, but that doesn't say that we shouldn't try our best to stop that suffering you know and it also doesn't discount the struggle i think it's, you, yeah your struggle is all of our struggles are relative so mm -hmm. the pain that we experience is relative to everything else we experience in our life yeah so one example that i have of this is my dad mm -hmm. like my dad when he was a kid he got beat until he blacked out he would yeah. wake up two days later sometimes. Yeah. Not knowing what, what happened. Mm -hmm. um, and then he had me and he beat both me and my brother growing up. Yeah. And to me, it was like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But to him, it's like, oh, I'm going easy on him. Yeah, exactly. I I, I want to be a better person. And so I am beating him so that he doesn't pass out. Yeah. And wake up two days later. Mm -hmm. And to him, that was... Uh, it was a better thing to do as a dad yeah. as being a better person for that. And mm -hmm. so it's just all relative. So, but I had to explain that to him too, where I was like, you know, this is all I know. Yeah. So you can't, you can't expect me to understand what you've been through mm -hmm. and put it on me and expect that I 
gauge my pain, my life, my experiences the same way as you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next part. Next Chapter part. Four. Chapter four. Chapter four. Yeah. Refine the stride. Oh. What is that? Crash to the finish line and then refine the stride. So at first mm-hmm. it was like this crash. And I was like, oh, I need to refine, like, I need to, like, be better. I need to, like, like, I was shitty before. How do I fix this? Like, how do I get more perfect? How do I go, go, go? How do I tweak, tweak, tweak until I get perfection? Until, like, there was this moment where I was like, oh, it's not about, like, becoming better. It's not about becoming, like, more perfect. It's just about like refining the those motions to be, you know. Mm. Where that still has some fault, I think, maybe in it. Where it's like, oh, I'm just refining this old perfection that I had. Right. But I think it's more of like a feeling of like, oh, I'm refining that good flow that I had earlier in my life rather than trying to make it more perfect you know and it's not necessarily refining that same old flow or way of being in my old life but more of a uh not necessarily like refine like re like refining that same way of being but it's more of like refining that emotion and like that same kind of like level of being that I was, where I was like very happy when you were younger. Not that necessarily when I was younger. I think it was like more of like not necessarily the blind like the blinders moments. You know, where I was just like, right. I don't like even those blinders moments. I was a fucking. I was on my high horse. Mm. You know, I was like going. But not necessarily refining that. It's like refine. It's like where's like one of the cool things. Like my boss is like he has like where's the love? It's like is there love? And it's like it's like refining that that love and like that passion. You know, it's like it was there, and I know it's still there. But how do I like unpack these extra layers that I've put on to like kind of tamper with that? Right. It's kind of halted that from kind of proliferating. Which has been cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. So I've been going through something like that. Where it's like the older you get, the more... I think the more you see what reality is. Mm -hmm. Like... And the more more reality you see, sometimes the more... the, The lower your confidence is. Right? Because now you're seeing like... Like when you hop from one small pond to a bigger pond. Yeah. Now you know, oh, okay. I'm not as good as I thought I was. Yeah. So, yeah. I get that. I guess it's more about like, how do you reconcile mm-hmm. that? Do you be okay with it? Do you, I don't know. How you do yeah. with Yeah. I think the hop from one pond to another, that's a hard hop. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think both of us have come to a point in our life where it's not hopping into a bigger... Like, we, we made that initial hop 
when we went to school of like going to CCA, it was like, yep. we're going from the, we're the one creative or like three creatives in our town. Yeah, for sure. To like, <laughs> oh, we're going to f- school full of these fuckers. And like, <laughs> shit. But now we've made the second hop of like, we're going the whole ocean of like, there's old motherfuckers who've been doing this 10 years and I'm yep. still comparing myself to that. Right. And that's a hard thing to reconcile, you know? And I think that it comes with time of like realizing this is like, oh, these people were once at my, it's hard to see that these people were once at the spot that I was at or like a different, even a lesser spot or a more or greater spot. Yeah. And it's hard to see that. And that can be rough on on a lot of people, I think. That's a difficult thing to deal with. Okay, so chapter four was refine the stride. Yeah. And chapter five is smelling the flowers. What's that about? So that's the last chapter. It's the most recent. This is a continuing chapter. So this is now. As now. I think that this has come of all of the rigor and the craziness that I've tried to like kind of achieve the highest heights right where it's like noticing the now and like there's been beautiful things that have come from that but there's also like just like other analogous things that I used to see is kind of like nuisances to my success in design or whatever it was it's like like that's a beautiful it's like spending an hour and a half cooking dinner like that's great man you know or it's like taking a nap like just taking an afternoon going on a walk like going on a run it's like that has such a power for beauty also like grinding for like three months and then having like a oh interesting you know that's pretty good yeah (laughs) you know it's like that that can have the same amount of power and like the beauty that has and not discounting those moments for nothing in just pursuit of this one goal and i think it's partially the realization it's like oh we are here for a short amount of time right Mm -hmm. and it's like appreciating those moments that we are here rather than just like a singular payoff that may or may not happen not to say that I'm not... I just fuck, fucked your pop. I probably, like, got your levels all fucked up with that last one. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Not to say that that's not a powerful goal and that's not a powerful... Um, that's not a powerful kind of thing to strive for and, like, an aspiration. It's just that you can't you can but you you it's like these other things that are happening in the now are just as powerful right and yeah. it's like all like it's all great you know right i'm here smelling the flowers yeah. i'm trying to <clears throat> i might have i should have maybe said that i'm trying to smell the flowers because <laughs> that's still deep within you you know it's like those those four or five years like more of me just fucking like I need to do this. Oh, I need to do this. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't. 
I can't procrastinate it. It's like, I'm doing this. I know I want it. I know what I want. I know what I want. I know what I want. Such a long time. It's like, that will be baked in you forever. But trying to get away from that sometimes. Also, having that in mind, so that's still a powerful driving factor that can lead to like great, great um, outcomes. You gotta enjoy the show as it's happening, you know? Yeah. Or else you have start and end, and then it's done, and then what do you have to show for it? Two moments? It's nothing. Yeah. What are you afraid of? I think that I'm scared of losing what, like what I've like worked for, and like my creativity. And what does that people. mean to lose something that you work for? How do you lose that? You, it's like you're, you have this thing. It's like you have it. It's hard. It's just how the spark is hard to explain. I think that it's like when you have it, there's moments where you have it and there's moments where you don't, you know, and I think yeah, I'm scared of like never having, like not having that moment again mm. of like, oh, like this guy has it. Hmm. And I think that like some people describe that as creativity or some people describe that as like talent or like what different things but it's like not never being the person that has like it again that's scary damn it's a scary moment yeah and it scares me you know some stupid shit that scares me little bugs that I can't see <laughs> that scares me too like lice and like germs it's like I'm I'm I try to be like not a very germaphobic person, but it's like super bugs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have it or not within like the span of ten days. That's scary. Sorry if I like totally broke up the flow of like seriousness. <laughs> That's fine, man. But it's like it's weird that we have these big complex fears, but like we also have these. It's like these little nonsensical like. But they have the same weight in your head. It's weird. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's weird. Like, I just... So, one thing. Until a month and a half ago, I was... I just would never eat a deviled egg. Just cut me off. No <laughs> way. No, thank you, fam. I'm good. <laughs> I was just like... It's just like something about, like, the little, like, reconstituted, like, yolk in the... I was like, no, I'm good. Never mind. I'm a very adventurous eater. Like, I'll eat whatever the fuck it is. But double when eggs is like... Filipino, you can't help it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... But deviled eggs, though, got you. It got me. I was like, nope, I'm good. I'm... Or hard-boiled eggs, too. Weird. It's just like the re- chalky, like, yolk, like, full... It's uh-huh. like, nope. But then, like, the other day, like, I had one in a restaurant. Best thing I've ever had in my life. <laughs> It's like oh I literally God. like for lunch the other day I made like three deviled eggs. It was great. That's hilarious. It's yeah. weird how like we make up these like false pretenses in our brains. Yeah. You know. Little shortcuts that we take to make life easier. Yeah, exactly. Or more simple. Yeah, more yeah, it's little shortcuts that we take to make it more simple and like 
have a strong holding in a certain place. Yeah. You know? But it's like, if you be open to some of those things, you'll have deviled eggs for lunch the next day, <laughs> man. It's okay. another world, man. So, the last question. So we as humans put up statues of people, not because we love those people, but because we love what those people represent. When you pass on from this life and the world puts up a statue of you, where would you want to put that statue? And what would you want that statue to represent to the people who see it? Hmm. I would say that I don't want... If sending things into space is like not a like it's not a costly endeavor of like in terms of resources and like effort and being in space and just floating around in the ether mm, okay oh, yeah that's cool it's like you're somewhere out in the ether if not i think like being like crumbled into like non-recognizable pieces <laughs> and like being spread across the planet i think it'll be cool um, what was the second part of the question? What do you want that statue to represent? So what do you want your crumbled statue to represent? I don't know. Or what do you want people to get from it when they see it? I think it's odd trying to assign your own worth. I think that that's a challenging kind of proposition. I don't know if I have the authority to say that what I want people to like have over my like own image. I would think that I would want people to, I don't know. I don't think that I want anyone to like revere me as like a person. I think there's a big part of my life where I was like, I want to be revered as a person. But I think that now I think I just want people to be kind of good to each other, you know? I think that using your, whether that's like perceived well or like what what have you, mm-hmm. I think that hedging your bets on making a positive impact in other people's lives, I think that's an important thing. But I wouldn't want people to have me as a single statute of that. I want people to like come to that realization about themselves in their own way. And maybe like looking into like space or like looking into like just being like walking on the sidewalk with fucking piss on the sidewalk and whatever. And there's like a crumb of like my statue. Maybe they have a moment where it's like, oh, things are good. I can help. Or it's like things are bad. I can help myself. I think that that's what I would want the takeaway to be. Awesome. Not necessarily a single thing. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you or someone you know would be interested in being interviewed for the Earthian podcast, reach out to us on Instagram at WeAreEarthian. And of course, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you and have a beautiful day.